welcome to Wrestling with Pod. Uh, I am John Gaza, and I'm here with Pastor Jeanette. We're here at China Spring United Methodist Church. This is our first real podcast. Yes. Feeling good about it? Feeling great. I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, we are here, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, last week's sermon, but before we get into that, um. Wanted to talk about what what's kind of happening this week at the church and what's exciting things. Um, we had the men men's ministry, which I'm part of at times. So <laughs> do breakfast, yeah, and the combined service. When did we start deciding to do a combined service for Fifth Sunday? I guess it was the first part of the year. So we've done a couple different ones, and. Um, so we usually have the two services, and instead, on the whenever there's a fifth Sunday, we combine the worship service. The men come up and cook an awesome breakfast and make the sanctuary smell like bacon, which is really cool. And then we have a worship service where people get to see people they don't always see every week, which yeah. is nice. And then we do some kind of project to benefit the community. And so the first one that I remember, or the last one, I guess, in July... Uh, no, in April. April, yeah, that's right. We uh, made blessing bags for the homeless, and that was really cool. I just gave my last one away about, I don't know, a month or so ago. And then this time we we brought food to put in the backpacks that go home with um, kids who have food insecurity in China Spring. Yeah. And so we can help feed folks. Yeah. That's one thing I, I really liked about going to, to church here is that we actively give back to the community and we always look at doing that we're not just out campaigning t- uh so i'm glad that we do that service project on, on and it's every fifth sunday so i don't know when the next one is but, yeah but. so the next one i think is in october maybe and then uh so i don't think we actually have planned what we're going to do yet um and then sometimes it, we get into it, it becomes challenging because it's usually around the end of the year yes. is the last one. And so we'll have to figure that out. But, yeah. Uh, but we can. Yeah. But it's a great time to come and uh, see everybody that comes yes. to church, hopefully, and and eat a good breakfast with men's ministry. I'm going to talk to them because I really want eggs. And I think somebody, I think there's some, uh, but we do bacon and pancakes. Yeah. And some of us who have to eat gluten free, you know, we miss out on the pancakes. But yeah, no, okay. That's well, all right. The bacon was really good. Good. Well, I'm going <laughs> to, I will talk to, to, to them next time and I'll, we'll get like a box of gluten free. Awesome. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, it's really okay. Bacon and fruit was a perfectly sufficient breakfast. For oh, yeah. Me, so. Yeah. Bacon. Bacon is, is good. Bacon and coffee. I, I that, that's yes. my best breakfast of champions. Yeah. You have to have coffee. And like I said, the the sanctuary smelled amazing because the yeah. kitchen is right there off the sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. It was it was it was fun. Uh, speaking of men's ministry, um, one thing, and I'm going to throw a curveball at you because I didn't talk about this. Okay, I guess I'm ready. What are some of the ministries out there that we do that people can participate in? Yeah. So, well, there's a lot more that the men's ministry does. Yeah. Um, so, as you know, they go once a month to uh, Salvation Army to fix and serve breakfast and do a devotional and just meet people and, you know, greet them and show them kindness. And then they also do service projects for people who have a need. Yeah. Um, then we, the probably the biggest one is our um, connection with China Spring Cares, which is it's an independent nonprofit here in China Spring, and it's the only one that 
really provides for needs for um, socioeconomically um, uh, challenged people, I guess you would say, but yeah. folks who need some extra help um, for families that have kids in the China Spring School District. And so that ministry, which is awesome and has grown into its own thing, started out of this church. Uh, so that's really cool. So we have a couple members on the board and we go serve. So like this coming Saturday will be um, the shopping day there where you where kids can come, youth can come and, and you help them shop and they get new shoes and socks and things like that. But yes. also clothes uh, and food. And so those are some. And then we have what's called the nurture team and they really do a lot. Uh, they, you know, anytime somebody's in the hospital or, um, you know, sick for a long period of time, they're signing up, they're doing a meal train and making sure people have food and they're able to run errands for them and things like that. And then, you know, they send cards to our college students to make sure they know we haven't forgotten them. And, uh, they just kind of have their hands in everything and it's yeah. in a, in a really beautiful way. Yeah, they take care of other members of the church. Yes, we, they do. Everybody is loved and make sure right. we, sh we yes. show them that. Yes. Yeah. And then one of our newest um, ministry teams is what's called our Mercy Justice and Outreach Team. And they're really working on some uh, new stuff. You're going to hear a lot coming up from them on how we can go beyond providing for people's needs to actually addressing some of the underlying uh, issues, the social causes for those mm -hmm. needs and trying to address some of those inequities. Uh, and it, it's going to be cool. So I know they have an event coming up. I don't know that it's scheduled yet, but called mm -hmm. Socially Safe that's going to deal address how can youth and kids stay safe online and how can their parents help with that. Um, addressing human trafficking and child sex trafficking, uh, looking at um, payday loan companies and trying to address some of that. So, yeah. and of course we're in China spring, we're in basically a food desert. So, yeah. uh, so we've also looked at some of that, maybe starting a community garden or doing something where we can help yeah. address the underlying issues. I, you know, mentioning being in the food desert and, and China spring cares, I think, um, people that move here or people that are just familiar with China Springs tend to think we are an affluent community. Yeah. And we do have affluent members and yeah. people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but there is a lot of people that need, in yes. need out here. And uh, when I worked at the school district, I could see, you know, they took us around and we got to see all of our, all the people, you know, that uh, all the houses and, and yep. of course I got to meet kids that were in, that we're in need. So absolutely. I think it's really important that work that we're doing. And that's, I think it's really cool that we have those ministries in place. Yeah, me too. So, and then there are other ministries. Yeah, we're way. definitely a. But we, we don't. Okay, so let's talk about your sermon. Okay, I'll just try. Okay. <laughs> Um, and the reason, one of the reasons I liked, I wanted to do this podcast and we talked about doing a podcast is because, um, you know, you get your sermon on Sunday and you kind of go and you feel, you know, elevated. You're like, oh, the sermon was great. It spoke to me. And then Monday, Tuesday, kind of, it kind of wanes on. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, or you may not even, you may have not understood it or you yeah. may have a different perspective. And so I think just discussing it in further detail is, is going to be interesting and, and will help people out and maybe give them another little extra boost going into the next well, Sunday. Well, you know, and also, and every 
every preacher knows this, there's always stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor because you only have so long to preach. Sure. So there's always more in-depth things that you can talk about Yeah. Uh, related to whatever whatever the sermon was. Yeah. And why not? And sometimes we appreciate, I mean, I love your sermons, but the Cowboys are about to. <laughs> yes, I hear you. And new games are coming up. That's that, that joke was for uh, Trey Oakley, <laughs> um, fellow Cowboys fan out there. So, um, okay, so I really, really loved the uh, image. So, and, oh. and this is a podcast, so you can't see it, but I did put it in the show notes. Oh, super. Um, so there's two images and uh, magic, we have a magic eye image, which is an old school, like, um, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a pattern. From the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to like unfocus your eyes. Yes. And, um, you couldn't really see what the actual picture is until you kind of look deeper. Right. Yeah. So tell me how, how did that, how does that relate to the sermon that you you talk you, what you talked about in your sermon. So. Yeah, so the sermon was on um, a number of parables that that Jesus just kind of flung out there one after another after another, and parables are always meant to kind of knock us off our track of the way we usually think. They're they're designed um, and told for the purpose of forcing us to look at things differently than we usually look at them, and so that's how the image came to my mind as a good illustration because you can't see that image unless you don't look how you usually look yeah. at the picture. And that's exactly how parables are. And you, you, you know, you think you get what it's about and then you realize, oh, if you just tweak your thinking just a little bit, oh, oh, I never thought about it being about that. And a lot of time, almost every time he will throw in some kind of, um, you know, a person or a, or an item that he's talking about that that may not make us realize it's kind of odd that it would be in there. But his original audience would have been like, "What in the world? Why is he talking about that kind of person?" You know. Is there any? Is there someone today that you would or something in today that you would feel that's comparable, like somebody that says something or you hear something that would be similar to to how people would perceive Jesus back then or yeah that's interesting so do you mean like is there a person who kind of does that or or or, or some something that we may that we might set, use as an example like he did yeah okay and... I really was trying to think of some when I was preparing the sermon and it was really hard but one that came to my mind because you know one of the sermons was about the and I mean the parables uh, was about the mustard seed. Uh, and yes. uh, because that's told in other gospels in a different way, we tend to associate it with those other times that he talks about it. But, you know, the mustard seed grows a weed that nobody wants in their in their field. And so I was trying to think, well, what's something really tiny that he would say, oh, the kingdom of God is like this. And we'd go, no, it's not. And the, my best thing I could come up with was fire ants. Because oh. <laughs> I thought, you know, they're tiny. And but they're also um, uh, really powerful, and they can sneak up on you. And you know, I thought, can you imagine if Jesus said the kingdom of God is like fire ants? You'd all be like, okay, I'm done listening to you. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so, but that's probably what it was like when he said that it was like a mustard seed. Totally, right? yes. Um, because it was, I guess they weren't making mustard. Back 
And so they exactly. get rid of this this weed. And yes. Who knows what will happen? Maybe the weeds and the you showed I, you showed a weed. Was it this week you showed a weed? Or that was the last week. Last yeah. week you showed a weed. Yeah. I had those weeds in my. Oh, I did too. Her whole yard practically. What if those were edible? And yeah, I know. When that mm-hmm. No. Right? Well, I thought about this last week too when we were talking about weeds. Is wildflowers right? Yeah. I mean, for some people, wildflowers are fabulous and wonderful, and they want them in their yard. And others are like, no, those are weeds, and I put weed killer down to get rid of them. Uh, so, I mean, do you, have you ever thought about now? Talk. Jesus spoke a lot in parables, right? Yes. And what, I, do you think he did that to intentionally have people want to dig deeper? So. Yeah, I do think they, he wanted them to dig deeper. And I think he wanted to, um, in a way that they could almost accept, kind of confront their preconceived biases, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's part of why he did it, which is why he would throw in kind of weird things like weeds and, you know, um, uh, like we talked about the merchant, you know, that wasn't somebody that was thought of well at all, you know, <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, I think that was part of it, and and I just think a lot of it is, you know, many times he was speaking to people, well, really like us, but just with different life experiences and different ideas about faith and different ideas about the Messiah and um, just different expectations. And when when you tell a story, it kind of takes walls down and op- and gets rid of barriers and yeah. makes someone, like you said, where like on social media, you're less likely to listen to someone. Yeah. But I've noticed that even sometimes somebody will be making a point on social media, but if they start with a story, I'll engage and read the story. Yeah. And then I'm less defensive by the time I get to the part that's kind of addressing something. So it do- it takes down your defenses. I think that's one thing. And then, you know, there's some argument. We talked about this when I was in seminary that um, sometimes he spoke in parables because it was a little safer. Uh So he could do some of that teaching because he wasn't quite ready to be at the point where they were going to take him and crucify him. You know, so he wasn't there yet. So um, so it it was a little safer, a little way. And and that's why you, you hear him say or you read it in the Gospels so many times, let those with ears hear and eyes see. And what he's saying basically is many times he's saying, well, if you get it, you'll get it. Right? Yeah. And if you don't, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe you're not supposed to. <laughs> well, I mean, so people for us today as, mm-hmm. as Christians and hearing that mes- message, um, how do, how do we reach those people? I mean, do that maybe not get it or how do we bring them in and I don't, I think um, one challenge that I have is I work with a lot of millennials, I guess, and, and some Gen Z. And mm-hmm. um, when I talk to them about God, which is, is rare, but sometimes at work it, it comes up and yeah. I've invited them to church, but they seem to be moving away from faith. Right. And it's really hard to walk that line between um, getting them interested and, and curious and just turning them off because they've seen so many things up. So for sure, I don't know how can we take what, what you've told and what, especially in the sermon, because I think you're right. Those parables break down walls. Yeah. So how can we use that in, in today? I mean, I think a couple of ways. So 
Uh, and I, actually, I'm going to steal from somebody. I read his article that somebody gave to me, so I'll tell you about that, too, and I will give him credit. <laughs> but but I think one way is, um, you know, there is a large... There, there is a large portion of the younger population that is moving away from organized religion, from church. Um, you know, there's a whole movement called the deconstruction movement. Yeah. And because people are asking questions and they're trying to dissect their faith and understand. And really, the parables, just as they are, and it's one of the reasons I like to preach on them, <laughs> because if we can show how what he was doing with them back then... They help people who are deconstructing or are trying to understand more deeply to know that, you know what, God welcomes your questions and your wrestling. And uh, in fact, that's our sermon this week is wrestling with our hunger, you know, so that so that to realize that Jesus walked around teaching people to go outside of what they always thought about God and about religion is to now realize that it's OK if we do that, too. Um, so, and if we don't do that, if we don't welcome questions and we don't invite people to do that wrestling and we don't say that, you know what, doubt is part of faith, um, and questioning things that don't seem right or that seem unjust, uh, is a good thing. And it's a Jesus-like thing. Uh, if we don't do that, they just move farther and farther away from us. And yeah. if we can focus more on storytelling and less on preserving our institution or worrying how many rear ends are in seats or whatever it is, the more likely we are to reach folks who are, you know, um, maybe cynical, but for sure, um, you know, questioning and wondering and um, just thinking about that. And so this article, somebody left this for me this morning, but it's by a gentleman named Bill Tinsley, who is... Um, uh, well, you can find his writings at tinsleycenter.com. And he's, I, I don't know if he's a pastor or a retired pastor. It's hard to tell. But he was talking about the Barbie movie, you know, that's all the rage right <laughs> yeah. now. And, um, and he, he said, um, he talked about how uh, what they did was they, they, through the movie, they got you to look at Barbie differently. And that, um, and they invited people into a conversation that would have just gone, oh, Barbies are for, you know, six-year-old girls or whatever. Um, and, and that, that they, they showed a positive thing about Barbie and about the whole story of her development and all this stuff. And that we in the church need to do the same thing. And if instead we're just always sticking to our same thing and always being very, uh, judgy and, you know, keeping people out. Yeah. Well, then that's where they're going to be is out. So I think that's one thing. And the other thing is, you know, personally, I can't go to a movie or hear a song hardly where I don't see some message in there about God or some kind of theology. And, you know, theology is just thinking about God, right? So I see movies and I think, oh, well, you know, what would that tell me about God? Or And it doesn't mean the movie's about God, but if God created all, then all is kind of about God. Right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it did. It did, and and uh, I think the Barbie reference is great because also it feels like it speaks culturally to the young kids where right. they may relate to that. That's a par almost like a parable of yeah, you know the yeah, it works. It it relates to to them. I it's funny because I actually had this same conversation with 
my coworkers today. Mm-hmm. We had a, I do another podcast mm-hmm. with them, and we had uh, the Gen Z one. Right, one of my coworkers uh, wanted to do a segment on highs, highs and lows. She calls the Barbies and Oppenheimer. Oh, so, nice, that's cool. <laughs> and, and part of our podcast was staying culturally relevant. Anyway, yeah, uh, I think it was interesting because uh, you know we wanted wanted to connect with students and how how do we do that some find some way to connect yeah that's um culturally relevant to them so i think yeah. that can work for you know our faith yeah. as well well i think i think um parables were two things right well jesus himself was revealing god to everyone and as he told stories what he really was kind of doing is telling a counter narrative right yeah and and i think for people who have left the church or are dismissive of the church. They need to hear a counter narrative from from us, from us, other than what they've either heard or assumed. Yeah. And you know, one of the I think one of the best ways to reach someone outside the church, whether they've ever been to the church or not, is just to get to know them and build a relationship and tell them your own personal story. Yeah. And the more we who follow Jesus are willing to admit that we have flaws and are willing to share our struggles. And the more they'll realize, oh, that's authentic. It's yeah. good. It's godly. Um, you know, you have to have it all figured out. No, I like that. I, I think it does come down to um, to building a relationship with with God and with people. Yeah, and you know, building that those parables are probably ways for Jesus to build a relationship with. Yes, I also. <laughs> I, I wrote some stuff about stringing pearls together. Tell, remind me how that related to the story. Yeah, so I, I was just sharing that Jesus was using a particular rabbinic teaching method, uh-huh. which, um, and I won't say it right, I'm sure, but Kharaz or Sharaz, I'm not sure, um, C-H-A-R-A-Z, um, that part I am sure of, and it, it w- literally meant stringing pearls and um, so, so it was the fact that he was telling one little parable after another, after another, after another. And just like with a string of pearls, you know, one pearl is one thing, but when you have a whole string, it looks completely different. Yeah. You've got to see the whole strand in order to, um, you know, to see the full beauty of that string of pearls. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so and so because sometimes you can look at those, you know, one parable after another after another, and they almost seem like they conflict sometimes. And you think, okay, well, which one is it? Is it this? Is it that? It which which would almost be like looking at your pearls and going, well, okay, which is it? Is it the first pearl or the second pearl or the third yeah. pearl? No, it's all of them. Yeah, yeah, okay, that that makes sense. And I think I just wrote it down just because I wanted some clarification. Yep. Somebody else in the audience may have gotten that, but. Part of this podcast is so I can understand. Better. Yeah. Hopefully other people can understand better. And that makes sense to me. So it's almost like puzzle. Like, Yes. They, these Very. are pieces that look different apart from each other, but all together it's a different, it's almost a different thing. Yes. Yeah. And so we have to not only look at each piece individually, we have to look at the big picture too. Yes, for sure. Which circles back to your pictures with the way. Right. Your, <laughs> there you go. Which I still don't see. The fire breathing dragon. I can be honest. <laughs> yeah, I have to work um, on it. Well, you know, one of the things I thought was cool about the magic eye picture, too, is that there are some people, because of the way their eyes are, mm-hmm. that can never see it. Yeah. But that doesn't make them, you know, does that mean that they don't know anything or that whatever, you know? So I kind of liked that, too. Like, yeah. Like, we don't all have to see the same thing. Sure. It's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I think is important. And for the younger people that you were talking about, very important. Yeah. Because they're always going to see things differently. Yes. Yeah. As we all have. Each yeah. generation does that. We're going to see things differently than the generation before. And when the church it becomes so overly insistent on everybody seeing it exactly the same way on every detail, yeah. you're just going to drive them away. Yeah. And, you know. So to me, I mean, that's why we called this wrestling with pod, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, kind of play on word, wrestling with God. Yeah. And um, because that's part of faith. Yeah. And to have a deep faith and a solid faith that will stay with you in the hard times and the good times, you got to do that wrestling. Yeah. Uh, just like Jacob did. And that's a story for this Sunday. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So speaking of, yeah. do you want to transition? Give us a little preview of your your service sure. Sunday. Yeah, sure. So it's called Wrestling with Our Hunger. And the gospel story out of Matthew is the story of what we typically call feeding the 5,000. But in actuality, he fed far more than 5,000 because it was 5,000 men, which is all that they counted, and then whatever women and children were there. Yeah. So we don't know. It could be 15,000 because there could be lots of women and children there. Mm. Who knows? Um, so, But it's that story. And then the story out of Genesis is the story of Jacob, who um, has a vision and has an encounter with God um. where he wrestles with God he, or he Something wrestles with God and yeah, literally, literally. like in a vision in a dream. Okay. Um, but literally wrestles with first it says a man, but the common understanding is that he was wrestling with God. Mm. And then that's when Jacob's name gets um gets changed to Israel, which means um one who strives with God and prevailed. And so it's very uh it's very interesting because you don't really think about someone would strive with God and prevail. Yeah. And so so that'll be a teaser for you. We'll talk about what that exactly means. Like, did he really prevail over God? I mean, that's kind of a almost heretical thing to say. Well, it, I am very interested now. I used to be a big wrestling fan, so now oh, I've got cool. my intention. Okay. So I expect, you know, a picture. If you want me to Photoshop a picture of Hulk Hogan with uh, Jacob's face. Oh, I like it. I might want you to do that. I admit, I don't know a lot about wrestling, so it's going to require me to do some homework for this uh, this sermon. Oh, well, I'm sure you, you're, I always enjoy, I think everybody enjoys your sermon, so I think well, that's, that's, that's great. So, uh, well, I think we are just about at our time limit, which is okay. about 30 minutes. So I appreciate you uh, meeting with me. And yes. so now we're about to go to the back to school bash. We're in yeah. the midst of it. So I'm going to go get a hot dog and go, uh, socialize and wear that meter down. But uh, thank you all for joining us on the podcast and hope to see you all or on Sunday and uh, tune in again. Make sure you subscribe and listen uh, to the podcast because we're going to do more of these. So 